We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing for black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap Presents Football, the show. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Bears season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. Up top, I got to say, out of the gate, I hate how much people care about sports, myself (laughs) included. It has driven my mood down for hours at a time. I was going to say, it has brought us the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. It's grown men playing yep. foot, playing a game in tight clothing that we have nothing to do nothing. with. Nothing. <laughs> we don't there's no stake. We're just we happen to be f- born yeah. near the town that the football games take place right. in. I hate that. That's what uh, that reminds me of. <laughs> well, one watching the Super Bowl last week. Oh, speaking of, I mean this is the NFL show brought to you by Debates on Tap. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. Uh we're of course He didn't follow through. I know. I, I know. told him to come on. <laughs> I know. He maybe had other things to do. No, he doesn't. He doesn't do shit. He didn't have anything to do. Um, But yeah, so this week we're talking about Super Bowl. It reminds me of Bry Guy hit the nail on the head of fucking think of where we were a year ago. Yeah, I think it was yesterday um, when they were in the Super Bowl, playing the Super Bowl. For three quarters, we were just losing our minds. I hate it. I hate how much (laughs) grown men care about it. (laughs) And then by the end of the game, of course, we were elated and it was fantastic. But it's just wild to think that and within the span of a day, like I can go from thinking about Super Bowl and being like, fuck yeah, we're going to win this game. No, no worries to in, in five minutes. I'm like, we're no, not a chance. We're not going to win this game and just feel like shit. Yep. And I'm like, this is a game. Yep. I don't even play. We're not even the players. <laughs> we just watched. That being said, I can't sleep or eat yeah, dude. or do anything. I was trying to write some notes down earlier and my hand was shaking <laughs> and it just looked like cursive friend of the show greg from first issue club he made a joke and i think he was serious but i took it as a joke that brent that brian and i should record like a live thing for the super bowl and i was like not a chance like it would be us just freaking oh, out he's got the ball. Yeah. No! Oh! that's it just for three screaming hours. and yelling and just like not talking and nobody it, wants that it would not be good radio but nope. oh man so it is super bowl week super bowl week uh things oh um it's different this year, obviously. Very different. Uh, so up top, we'll say Media Week has already been different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that. I never liked Media Week. Let no. the guys focus on the game. Because usually what 
traditionally happens is players from both teams, they go, they like a week before the game starts, they'll fly into whatever venue they're at and do, yeah, day after day after day of media, 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 and do some practicing and some stuff like that. But, but now they're doing everything at home. They're doing like Zoom interviews and stuff like that. Which is good. When are they going to Tampa? Are they're they flying in Saturday. They're treating it like a regular really? away game. And they're, they're flying out Saturday. I guess no reason to mess with the right. mess with the protocol. So uh, speaking of, we have had two players on the Chiefs. Yes. Not test positive, but they were put on the COVID list due to close contact. From a barber that the Chiefs had brought in, I think maybe a couple times uh, to cut hair. And apparently the guy had been tested multiple times. Yeah, like five days in a row. And nothing, nothing, nothing. And then in the middle of cutting one of the players, Daniel Kilgore, uh, offensive lineman, in the middle of cutting his hair, they said, oh, that test you just took came back positive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Which, you know, they haven't ruled out. I guess, I don't know if the barber's been tested since. Right. It could be a weird false positive thing. It could be something weird like that. But uh, I think as of today, no one, no one tested positive. Everything looks good. So as long as uh, Demarcus Robinson and Daniel Kilgore test negative for the next like few days, they're good to go. Yeah, as long as there's no positive tests on by Saturday. Right, which, oh boy. And I'll say this, obviously I would like those two guys to be available, but it's better than <laughs> Reader and Re- and Tyreek testing, exactly. you know, having to be put there, on that there, list. There are worse ways for this to happen, but thank God that it's it's going the way it is. Uh, it looks clear on the Bucks side. I, I, nobody's on the COVID protocol there, um, so that's good. I, I told Brendan this. I obviously because you you said that Schefter, Adam Schefter, you know, Shefty, yeah, our, know, our, yeah, our friend Shefty, friend of the show. He, uh, I don't like him. He he's kind of a not a putt. Like putts is a good word. I think he's just like that type of guy who's like. Uh, he's just a weird guy. He's putz. You can say yeah, putz. And we mean that with all due respect. He's <laughs> big name. Bless you. Big Jeez. name in the world. Yep. In the NFL world. Uh, they said, he said that the game will be played even if Patrick Mahomes and or Tom Brady were on the COVID list. Yes. Which I, don't know. I, I get don't know. it. I mean, I get it because that's what they did all season long. But, but for the on the other hand, game of the year, I, I I imagine if both of them tested positive, you think they'd still play? No, not uh, a chance. I do. I don't. I don't even know who the backup for the Bucks. I think it's like Blaine Gabbert or something like I that. I think it is Gabbert. But no, that's what I think. Yeah, whenever the Schefter said that, like, oh, we, two weeks until the Super Bowl, you know, no matter what happens, they're gonna play. And I'm like, I if Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady hypothetically, if they both did, both could you got, no, no, they would be like, no, we're going to push it back. Oh, we want to make money on this game. So we're going to push it yeah, back. We want an bit. actual good competitive game, but I told Brennan, I want Tom Brady. I, I want both teams at full strength. Right. I don't want any kind of injuries to happen to Brady or anything. Oh, Cause I don't, what I don't want win or lose are the excuses on either side. <laughs> right. Because the storyline that we've been hearing. Y- yes. Uh, we're going to talk we, We're going to talk about a lot of things that we're geared up for. We're going to have a lot of Super Bowl talk. We're talking about the things that Brian's about to hit on. And then I want to talk a little bit about, you know, our opponent now they've looked in, this, in the playoff. But, but keep on going. There was me. a dumb, I think it was Stephen A. Smith Mr. that started Stephen A. Smith himself, hot, Mr. Hot Takes himself. And remember, all of this stuff, even the stuff <laughs> we're saying, is just to get listeners or views or whatever it is right, right. drum up any kind of attention exactly um Stephen a said that patrick mahomes will never be in the same conversation as tom brady if he does not win this super bowl against tom brady which is i mean it's something that's a statement it's you can't make the I, the argument he's making is like the lebron versus mj the blah 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 and you can't make that argument because like brian and i got this conversation the other day Football is a weird sport 
where you only play one side of the ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. basketball, you play offense, defense, baseball, you play offense, defense. Like you, you only play one side of the ball. So this whole idea of, oh, it's Mahomes versus Brady. It's like, no, nah, not really. It's nope. Mahomes versus, which we're going to talk about here in a second, the front four of the Bucks. That's going to be the deciding factor of this game, right? Um, so like this whole idea that if, if Mahomes loses uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if the Chiefs lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's Mahomes losing to Brady. And yeah, for some reason, Mahomes will never get to get to seven or eight rings, whatever it is that, that Brady has. Yeah, which is, that is a weird, and, and again, so let's say hypothetically, Mahomes gets nine rings, right? Yeah. But if Brady leaves the league this year, everyone's right. going to say, well, he didn't have to beat Brady. He never beat Brady in and, the game. And that's what it's like. I don't. Who I, cares? Who ca- One, who cares? <laughs> Obviously, we care because we're, yeah. we're freaking out about it. For some reason, because we don't even play a sport. But Stephen A., I mean, he's just one of those guys that will say whatever comes to his mind and yep. fart it out of his butt. Yep. And, and and I get like what I, I, I on one level, you know, you have to really squint, look sideways and get kind of in a weird state of mind. I understand what he's saying in a way, but the majority of me is like, no, that, it, I think I have not seen one agreement with this. Like yeah. everyone was saying like uh, Mina Kimes had a really funny thing where she was like, but what about the other players on the field? Like the there's 21 players. There's, it's not just Mahomes versus Brady, blah, blah, blah. And then I bring up, uh, I loved at the end of the Titans, uh, tech, uh, Titans Ravens game, um, you know, it was billed as, oh, Lamar Jackson fang- facing off against the Derrick Henry machine. And then the game, they were talking to Lamar Jackson. They were like, how did it feel to fight, to beat Lamar, uh, to beat Derrick Henry? And he's like, I, I didn't. He's like, I didn't beat him. I beat the Titans defense. Yeah, like, yeah. so I, I'm glad that some players are recognizing this shit and they're just like, I, there's fucking 10 other guys with me and 11 on the other side of the ball. Like, it's not just us versus, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's funny. There are all kinds of hilarious things going on right now and oh man i'm just ready for the game to be here because otherwise i'm gonna freak out what day is it today fucking tuesday are those new veins in your eyes yeah that's good oh boy you got some nerd stats for us i bet i've got some stuff i want to talk about because i think this this is gonna be a fun game i think and there's a lot of funny things i've been reading and a lot of interesting things i've been reading and you know uh to to talk about, let's talk a little bit about the AFC Championship weekend and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, it's been two it's been two weeks. It's it's been. Um, so we had the Chiefs playing the Bills. Chiefs dominated the Bills in every facet of the ball. Uh, the game. It was an incredible win, dominating win. You know, uh, it was really funny leading up to that game and after that game where Mahomes made the joke about like apparently we weren't beating people enough. Yes. You know, like it, all these players were listening to this shit and. You know, uh, DVOA, the, the Pro Football Outsiders, that website I like about the good stats and stuff like that, the good efficiency stat. You know, they DVOA has not been kind to the close wins of, of the Chiefs this year, you know. But uh, there was a recent blog post they put out where they talked about how uh, there is something to the idea of flipping the switch and playing your playing that you need to. And then there's also something to, you know, playing having the game in hand and then kind of backing off a little bit, playing soft coverage, you know, you know, defense is soft, defense is more prevent, you know, things like that and giving up points in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? There are some losses that the chiefs have had that are not as close as they look, you know, like the saints game. That was a really quote unquote close game, even though you watch it and you're like, Oh no, the chiefs were in, they're in, in, in the top position the entire time of that saints game. Right. Right. But on the other side of it, you're like, Oh yeah, they only won by 
a score, you know, one score. So it's like, whatever. Um, then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, of course, through the Super Bowl. We're playing in the Super Bowl, if we haven't said that enough. Uh, they played the Green Bay Packers in what was a pretty damn good game. Um, it was better than their regular season. It was matchup. way better than the regular season matchup because regular season matchup, like we had discussed last uh, two weeks ago, the Buccaneers just dominated the the off the Green Bay offense. They they made Rodgers look foolish, um, and through the first half of this game, they made Rodgers and the Packers offense and defense look really bad. Yeah. And testament to the second half, I mean, on both sides of the Green Bay defense and offense, they stepped up, held in the second half the Buccaneers to only 10 points and scored 16 points, right? Yeah. And it just wasn't enough. I mean, Green Bay had three, they had back-to-back-to-back interceptions on Tom Brady Yeah. and only scored a field goal. I That's that's one of the biggest problems, not going for it on fourth. Boy. That was a big problem. I can't, you can't put the game on one person's shoulders. No. But and they were they were reckoning and hoping and praying that it would be Rogers hero ball, and Rogers only has so much so much shoulder room to to carry a yeah. load. You know, I don't think, uh, boy, his name is King, and he plays in the backfield boy. of the Packers. And if you're a Packers fan, you know his name. Yeah, I'm sure because you've etched it into your walls. He was he looked really bad, and then the wor- bad play call. Bad scheme and then bad coverage uh, for the touchdown going into halftime. Scotty Miller, he, for one, every analyst will tell you, every football player will tell you that kind when they're at basically midfield, there's like 20 seconds left to go in the in the half. Just go back. Just go back. You're playing prevent soft zone coverage. Just go back. Just just be careful. <laughs> just go you back. don't want them to score and get an advantage going into halftime. And what they do, complete opposite of that. They played man. I think they blitzed. Uh, King, like Bragg guy said, as soon as the ball was snapped, he turned and was staring at Brady the entire way. So Scotty Miller, who is a quick guy, not as fast as Tyreek Kill, mind you, he just blew by King, and Brady just <laughs> just threw it to him wide open in the end zone. Yep. So it, it was a crazy game. Um, you and again, there's a lot of what ifs, but again, I mean, Tom Brady and that offense—they have not looked great in the in the postseason. That defense, Tampa Bay's defense, is looking really good. Um, they, they're getting Vita Vey back, who played just fifty percent of the snaps, I think, in the Green Bay game. But he was—he's been out since like week five with an ankle fracture or something like that. So they're—they're they're getting him back. He's getting back up to speed. Um, but as well on the Chiefs side, injuries and things like that were. Eric Fisher's done for the season, or starting left tackle with a torn Achilles tendon. Uh, so there's a lot of if ands and breakdowns and blah, blah blah that we could talk about. But I think the biggest thing is. The Chiefs' offensive line all season long has been a mix, mismatch, mix, mixing, mix and match. Plug this guy in here because of injuries, things like that. And so now our it looks like our starting lineup, the only one who has started the season is Austin Ryder at center Which in is, his normal spot. That's what you want, though. <laughs> if you want any any of your offensive linemen, it's the right. guy giving Mahomes the ball to do the to, that right. he's done all season long, but. It doesn't bother me as much because we've done it all year long. We have done it all year long. Mike Rimmers is a perfectly capable tackle. He'll be taking over the left tackle. Uh, Nick Allegretti, he'll be playing at left guard. He's been fine all season. Austin Ryder will be playing at center. Uh, I believe that Wiz, the fun guy we picked up last season, and who after uh, I think Wiley got hurt, yeah, in, in towards the end of the season, Wiz stepped in and played all 
all at the guard position and did, did really great. well. Did great. So he picked up Wiz earlier this year, and Stefan Wisniewski is back on the team. He'll play at right guard. And then uh, they're kicking Andrew Wiley out to right tackle. Um, Andrew Wiley right tackle is probably my – that's my – But that's Mahomes' eye line. That's so. true. So that I would rather have Andrew Wiley at right tackle. But, I mean, shout out to Shaq Barrett and Jason P- JPP and then Vita Vea uh, uh, in the middle. Um, they have a pretty good, they have a, they can, they can rush with four. That's they got, what they were doing with uh, Brady. A lot of the time was, they got Sue too. Don't forget about and him. And they got Sue. I'm sorry. Yes. They got big man Sue. So the key to this game on the buck side, we, there's a couple of keys I want to talk about. Cause I, there's one I read that, that was actually really funny. Um, is you have to get to Mahomes with your pass rush. Cause Mahomes will eat you alive on the blitz. Right. Yep. And if they blitz Mahomes, I think in, I read something, uh, in week 12, when we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Blitz, Mahomes was six for nine, 120 yards, three, t- like two touchdowns, and his pass rating was like 120. And for those, if you've forgotten, that is the game that Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Yes. And so, and other than, and there was this really funny thing that uh, I sent Bry Guy the other day about that game. So, so you want to talk about the keys to the game and everything like that. Basically, you as on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side, you want to have your front four get to Mahomes. You want to have uh, Tom Brady making good protection calls, good uh, un- diagnosing the defense. Um, because you know, if if we can get to Mahomes, I mean, I'm sorry, Brady. If the defense can get to Brady, pressure him, get him off his spot, we'll be good to go. Everything's gonna be okay, right? Um, as well as. If we can avoid mistakes, <laughs> that is the Chiefs' biggest thing right now is, you know, if the Chiefs don't make mistakes, which, you know, through the playoffs, they have played really good mistake-free football, I think they'll be okay. So going back to week 12, you know, that that we, we opened that game up. They uh, looked really well. They played really well. And then in the second half, they, they kind of, like, appeared to lose fire, you know, and there was a lot of talk about, well, Tampa Bay's defense caught back up. With they made adjustments and and they stopped the the offense. So how about this? So here are the breaks that the Buccaneers got on top of playing great throughout most of the game, right? The Chiefs got cute with play calling at the one yard line, had Kelsey try to throw a touchdown to Mahomes before Reed just settled for a field goal, like the one yard line, right? And by the way, Kelsey would have lofted that a little bit. Yeah, That's it, a touchdown. It would have been a touchdown. But after that, you know, it was batted down. They went, went they settled for your field goal at like the one yard line. Yep. Maho- uh, Hartman dropped an 89 touch, 89 yard touchdown pass where no one was around him. Yep. I remember. Uh, the defense, Tampa Bay's defense, uh, strip sacked Mahomes in our red zone, right? Also, the Chiefs called for offensive holding three times on one drive in the fourth quarter that led to a punt after a drop pass on third and 27. All those things happened and the Chiefs still won. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will say, I, I think the strip sack, I would label that just as them being good, right. as the Bucks being that, good. That was a ferocious pass rush. I, I rewatched that game today and I was, because I was looking for those things and things like that and that was just a really great rep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like you said, the weird play call, which again, that's one of those things where it's fine. Like, let's see if it works. It's, it's going to help them later in the season because right. different formations, it's going to make it harder for the defense right. to be like, well, actually, what are they actually going to do this time? 
Um, so I'm okay with that at the time, but but yes, obviously that's a missed six points. Right. <laughs> uh, and then you mentioned the two drops. You have the Hardman drop on the huge touchdown pass, mm-hmm. and then you have the drop after the three holds. Three holds, which o- again almost back to back to back. Yeah, and that's <laughs> not that's not necessarily bad luck. That's just that's us beating ourselves, right. like you said. Exactly. Um, but the bad luck comes from the drop on the third and twenty-seven that right. would have been a first down. Because so speaking of you know talking about bad luck and things like that, I want to talk about. Um, losing Eric Fisher, right? So in the last two se- two seasons, including the playoffs, when my Patrick Mahomes has had Eric Fisher, the team has been 27-1, and they've scored 30, 30.9 points per game. We all know the loss with Eric Fisher, 2018 AFC playoffs, playoff championship game uh, against the Patriots where Mahomes did not receive the ball in overtime, and D. Ford was offsides. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes starts without Eric Fisher, we are three for three and scoring 27.7 points per game. So still pretty good output, right? Now, I know you're going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with but this. But I need you to know that <laughs> this is the second time you've sent me this stat today. I know, I know. And I, it's good. I need, I don't have a blood pressure machine, right. so I need someone to make sure that I'm not dying. The three losses without Eric Fisher was uh, three major things that happened. You had... The biggest thing, in my opinion, was Mahomes was playing for two games on a bum ankle. So two of those, lo- two of those three losses, Houston and Indianapolis, were when he hurt his ankle last yep. season and was hobbling around like a hurt old man. If you, if you have any, you know, want to <laughs> go back and rewatch the Houston game, I believe it was, or maybe it was the Indianapolis game as well. Mahomes in the offense was lighting up the Texans and the Colts, and then his ankle got re rolled, and all hell, it was bad. Right. I assumed his ankle was going to be hurt all season long. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, then his kneecap got busted out of his leg. <laughs> oh, God, it was <laughs> a rough. Some, he took some, it was it was both uh, took some time off for his ankle and his knee. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the last game that they lost without Eric Fisher was the Tennessee Titans game in Week Ten of last week, where again Eric Fisher was out. You had Cam Irving playing <laughs> at tackle. Who God bless his soul. I'm glad he was out there playing. He's a hype man. He's a hype man. He's Johnny Gomes from the 2015 <laughs> yes. Royals team. Mahomes is back from injury, so we're we're past the the ankle injury. But that Tennessee Titans game was nothing but bad luck and mistakes. You had big fumble, you had drops, you had a missed field goal, you had a block field goal. Um, it was just bad luck after bad luck after mistake after mistake. And despite that, it was still like a what 35 to 33 game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it didn't matter because we beat the Titans. We in beat the, the Titans when it mattered. So. so Saying all that, you know, now we're we're getting back to Eric Fisher not being in, in the O line and everything like that. You have Andy Heck, Andy Reid, uh, offensive line coach and head coach, respectively, and Mahomes were for two weeks working on this protection plan, right? Without knowing they would not have Fisher, knowing they don't have Fisher, with a, a very good and capable left tackle at Mike Rimmers. Yes. He's he's good. He's a good player. And again, you can't overstate the fact that they are used. <laughs> to, to having this weird rotating offensive Correct. line. We're getting Sammy Watkins back. He's likely going to be able to play. We're getting a healthy, good CEH back. Um, Daryl Williams has looked really good. Um, so I, I think everything's going to be okay. You know, uh, structure-wise, when it comes down to, you know, this 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 spot versus this position, this you know, last year when we played the San Francisco 49ers, you know, San Francisco had one of the best, if not the best defense in the league last year, right? Yeah. They had a ferocious, phenomenal pass rush. 
um, as well as uh, pretty good uh, secondary, right? And they got to Mahomes a lot. For three quarters, they played perfect. Yeah. Right? Um, they played perfect. They, two turnovers by Mahomes, two bad interceptions in the third quarter that Brian and I almost left uh, the apartment. Um, and in the fourth quarter, they flipped that switch and turned it on and everything was fine, right? History. And remember, real quick, on that play, yeah. everyone knows it, the Wasp. Yes. For those who don't know it and who've seen the video, whenever he asks uh, yes. offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, do we have time to run Wasp? What he means yes. is do we have time before the pass rush gets to me? Yes. What? And, and that's what Eric Bieniemy gave her. Because, you know, th- that video is amazing and Eric Bieniemy deserves a, a fucking head coach job. The fact that he doesn't have one is, is should be a crime. Totally honest with you. It's an indictment to all the teams who hired someone else. Correct. Uh, especially the guy we'll talk about coaching hires in probably a month or two, but yep. Nick Siriano for the Eagles, that man is going to be eaten alive by Philly fans. Yep. Like, good God. But yes, uh, they released, you know, basically people were like, well, does Eric Bieniemy not, you know, he doesn't call plays, which Nick Siriano didn't call plays either. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, that, that video that they released, the mic'd up video of, you know, home, they called, there was a timeout or whatever happened. Mahomes came over to Bianami and said, Hey, do we have time to run Wasp? And yes, Bianami says, You want to run Wasp? He pulls this thing down. He contacts Reed and he goes, He likes Wasp. We have time to run Wasp. And basically, from Reed's, you know, they talk about it now. Um, and Bianami gave a really great interview today and yesterday during media day. Um, definitely look up the man talking because I think it has broken his heart that he has not got a head coaching position. But anyway, uh, Reed and, and Eric Bianami, like Bragg, I was saying, were, yeah, they were saying, yeah, do we we do we have the t- is can, does Mahomes in the action of the play have enough time to do it? And if Pat likes it, Eric, you're going to sign off on it. That's what you're going to call. Go for it. Yeah, and basically you know I mean? they just had to rework his drop back and yes. do a few extra steps. And he told, and I love you know you watch that thing. He basically told Sammy to run his heart out because Sammy had to sell the under route as hard as possible. And he told Tyreek just don't stop running, run your route, fake that guy out, and then cut and then keep running. And yes, you know, Mahomes told his protection he was going to take a 14 like step drop or something like that, or 10 step drop, 14 feet drop, just to buy himself enough time for Tyreek to get open. Yep. And plays phenomenal. But but saying all that, I fully believe, again, we've said it every week, in and out, in and out. If the Chiefs don't make mistakes and make bad mistakes, turnovers, etc., they're going to win this game. They should. They should. Every every sign points to yes. If the Chiefs are playing their A game or B plus game, fired up as they are in this postseason, they're going to win this game. The Bucks pass rush is not as good as the San Francisco 49ers pass, pass rush from last year. Yeah. Right? And don't get me wrong. The, 40, the Buccaneers pass rush is good. It's a great pass rush. But I just don't think it's going to be as bad as the San Francisco pass rush from last year where Mahomes was hassled, hurried, sacked repeatedly. You know what I mean? I don't 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 think that we're going to come out and it's going to be 21 to nothing immediately. No, no. Remember, this is a Bucks team that down the stretch has been on fire. Has started playing more to Brady's suit and things like that, so it's going to be better. I think, just like Brennan said at the beginning, it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah. I don't want that. I want the Chiefs <laughs> to be up 42 to nothing. I want them to come time. out just scoring on every possession they have. Um, but I, I think, again, you know, we, we are homers. We've said that many times. And But I just, I just can't. The only way I see the Chiefs losing head-to-head, both teams playing their A game, is if the Chiefs make mistakes and play have bad luck, yeah. right? Um, 
I think you look at every position, you know, uh, the Bucks secondary, a lot of them are hurt or just not very good in Carlton Davis. Uh, their linebacker core is pretty good. They're really good against the run. Um, no one could tra- cover Travis Kelsey, so sorry about that. Pass rush is very good, very phenomenal. Um, and then the other side of the ball, uh, you have Tom Brady, who is one of the best to ever do it, hands down, uh, playing not great in the postseason. You know what I mean? Um, I would say not phenomenal, not what people are used to Brady playing. In which the has been weird because he has given both the foot Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers chances to get back into the game, yep. right? Um, I think already the Chiefs secondary has shown that they can they can hold on to um, the Buccaneers' wide receiver weapons, Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller, uh, Gronk even. Um, I do think that this this game on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, offense side of the ball, is going to be one in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do not believe in running the ball when you the game because and then Tampa Bay's running backs are not very good. Well, Ro- Rojo, Rojo has been hurt and Leonard Fournette is, does not look that great. Well, he's been playing lights out in the playoffs. Right. He's been he's looked way better in the playoffs, but um, against some questionable run defenses. Correct. Important thing to remember. And but. Uh, I think the Chiefs linebackers are the most vulnerable group, even though they've been playing way better. Um, Gronk and I think his what's his name, Kate, Katie, or something like that. The uh, the others, the other Buccaneers. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, tight end. Yeah, he is also he's a good serviceable tight end. So um, after and you look at the second half of that Week Twelve game, uh, in the second half, uh, Gronk ended up with like a hundred yards receiving, right? Because Brady recognized, hey, this is our adjustment. Dan Sorensen keeps lining up on Gronk. We got to take it to Dan Sorensen. Yeah. But now that Thornhill's healthier, that's going to help out a lot. Open up uh, Tyra Matthew being able to play that you know position a little bit better than Dan will. Um. So yeah. So I'm I'm confident. I say that on this is Tuesday at five forty seven. We're recording this. Brendan Stewart is confident in the Chiefs to win this game. You talk to me twenty four hours from now. I'm going to be the complete opposite. I'll talk to you 24 <laughs> minutes from now. And you're going to be the complete opposite. I'm going to be leaving Brian's apartment and be like, oh my God, why did I say that shit on the podcast? I'm just putting on a brave face. Uh, yes. I, yeah, of course I'm confident. It's Mahomes. We have Mahomes. We have Mahomes. I said that so many times, and this is not a joke. <laughs> nope. I had to say this a lot during the Texans game last year. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I was about to leave the bar, we said we have Mahomes. Right. You got to believe. We're we're just, and I, I think I was I was joking around with Brian about this and I asked him, do you think a lot of like the our anxiety about the Chiefs being in the playoffs is just the normal shitty yeah. playoff luck that the Chiefs and have had, <laughs> more so than recognizing we have one of the best offenses to, and one of the best future quarterbacks to ever play the game. We have a defense that can hold on and help out and win games. Yeah. Um. In this day and age, that's 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 what it takes. That's what it's going to take to win the Super Bowl. And I have. Again, if we have a healthy, good Mahomes, everything's clicking, everything looks good, I have no doubts. Should be fine. Let me ask you one more thing. Oh, God, I'm going go to crumble. No, no, no goes. I'm not going to do any more game talk because I can't <laughs> take it. I, I actually can't take it. I feel bile coming up into my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> do, see, I told you. Bile's coming up. Uh, do you think? Do you think that this game is kind of a game for people not in Kansas City or Tampa Bay, uh-huh. that this is kind of a game between two villains. And I say that meaning that everyone is sick of Tom Brady in the playoffs. Everyone hate, We've and, been sick of Tom Brady for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. we've uh, Many people outside of New England are just sick of it. Right. 
So everyone's sick of seeing that guy in the playoffs. Oh, new team. Great. Still Tom Brady, right? Right. But then on the other side, it's not this young new hero quarterback anymore because he's gotten so much attention. It is a, it is a, it's a dominating Chiefs team with a dominating Patrick Mahomes. And no, everyone hates, everyone does not hate Mahomes. Everyone realizes everyone outside of KC. He is so good and he's going to beat your team. Yeah. And that and, was a, that was a big storyline uh, by, Seth Kaiser and a couple of those guys from Times Hours and Athletic and things like that were after the Super Bowl. They were they were like, buck off for it because the Chiefs and Mahomes are going to win more Super Bowls and they're going to take over as this new reign of of the Tom Brady of the world, of the villains of the world, of the of the football world. And I hundred yeah absolutely. Uh, uh, this Super Bowl is a, is going to be a we, you know the Chiefs are the you know uh, are fan favorites with this game. I saw a poll today where it's like. 40 of the 50, <laughs> 40 states were like, yeah, we want the Chiefs to win this game. Um, Mahomes is a likable guy, whereas Brady was just always kind of this weird clinical weirdo. You know what I mean? Like yeah, mouth kissing his kids yeah, all the time. Kissing his son on the lips constantly. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a weird Super Bowl for people outside of Kansas City, but I still think people... We're not yet to like full on villain status, right? No, it's all the people hanging out on Twitter too much. Yeah. <laughs> seeing everybody talk about Mahomes and not talking about their quarterback. Correct. Uh, we kind of saw that with the Bills. Oh, boy. They were so sick of hearing about Mahomes. They're like, we have Josh Allen. We have Josh Allen. Yeah, I know you do. He's going to be a fun quarterback. He's be, yeah, he's a fun quarterback already. <laughs> but he's not Mahomes. No. Nope. And he won't be Mahomes, no matter how much he's improved in the past three years. I'm so sorry. That's right. But tell us what you think the Super Bowl is going to be because we can't talk about it anymore. We are going to pass out. Uh, you can find us, you can email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, debates on tap. You can find us on Instagram at debates on pictures. Uh, let us know. Maybe, maybe we'll have a Twitter poll up on who you think be a fun one, yeah. is going to win. And if we catch anybody from KC who's a KC fan picking the Bucks, you're going to have <laughs> to explain yourself. We will fight you. Uh, and then, yeah, then, you know, after the Super Bowl, uh, we'll reconvene after the draft and all that stuff to do our breakdowns of the uh, all the different divisions and stuff like that. So look, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously, in April. We'll obviously be upfront with when we're going to do this, but we want to do, you know, more questions and comments from fans and stuff. You know, we had good friend of the show, uh, Ty, from why is this podcast for the movies and who watches these movies? Uh, and where? And where do they watch these movies? Uh, on for our, our AFC East with the Dolphins because Ty's a huge Dolphins fan. So we would love that kind of stuff. We wanna we wanna hear more from you guys and you know what you feel. Uh, if you are a fan of a different, if you are listening to this and you're a fan of a different team, we would love to hear that kind of stuff. Like what do you what do you think the team needs and what you want from them and stuff like that. Yeah, this specific episode maybe wasn't for you if you're not a Bucks or a Chiefs no, fan. Probably not. But uh, other episodes can be. So <laughs> let <right>. us know. <laughs> and remember, check us out every Monday. We got shows. Debates on Tap is coming up this Monday. That's right. Uh, we're gonna wrap up Best Fictional Witch, and then we're gonna go to Best Console Release or Best Best Video Game best, Console yeah, Release. Basically, don't um, get it confused. Do not get we, it confused. We've been there. Done I've that. been yelled at enough about it. Uh, and you'll hear the person who yelled at me, the sweet, sweet tones of pork cheek on right. those shows. That's right. Um, and you know, make sure check out grind coffee, uh, a sponsor on, on those other shows. Not, uh, not this one, but, uh, check right. it out and you'll save some money whenever you hear those promo codes. <laughs> I think that's it. Do we have anything else to plug? Uh, I think, that, yeah, I think that's it. I think Just our mouths. Got to plug our mouths. I think we're good to go. Well, thanks for listening. Go chiefs. Go chiefs.